Welcome to the Turkey Hunting USA podcast, covering anything and everything wild turkey with your co-hosts, Billy Barnett and Matthew Myers. The Turkey Hunting USA podcast is presented by Van Meter and Sun Lures, makers of high quality deer and predator lures and trapping baits since 2007. Your one-stop shop for 100% pure, fresh urines and ingredients, quality over quantity. Like them on Facebook at Van Meter and Sun Lures. And now for this week's show. Episode 11 of the Turkey Hunting USA podcast. I am your co-host, Matt, and we are joined back with our co-host, Billy Barnett. Billy, welcome back, man. Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, finally get a break and get back in here with you. Yeah, you've uh, you've been a working man, working man. So uh, glad to see you finally kicking back just a little bit and talking turkey and fixing to get into the turkey season. Yep, uh, just getting the sto- get all my work out of the way before the season starts off, and once it gets going, I'd say they're on their own <laughs> at work. <laughs> yeah, so, that's how it usually goes, isn't it? Yeah, paying may not my like dues. That's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, by by this point, they already expect it, so they're prepared. Yeah. It's it's the point where people at work, when you start to get this time of the year, they start making jokes about it and you're not leaving well they may be serious i don't know you're you're not leaving you're not going i'm sure my boss won't listen to this but he said something today about he doesn't get to go unless he takes me with him so that's just the deal we have and i was like yeah okay that sounds about right <laughs> well, you, you might have to get him in on a trip somewhere might open up some more uh free time for you we, with with the way I go about it, we we wouldn't sleep well back there, all cuddled up together in the back of the truck. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's the principal. He's got to be at school. I'm just the PE teacher, man. So yeah, that's how it, that's just how it goes. But yeah. uh, hey, we we uh, we're, we're back with uh, an, another great guest this week. We've got on uh, Chad Claycom. Uh, Chad has a very nice YouTube channel. Claycom Productions, and he does a lot of really nice videoing, gets a lot of great audio of, of turkeys, and hunts pretty darn well, and he calls pretty darn well, too. He's, a, other than a, a turkey hunter, he's a really good turkey caller. He's been in the competitive side of things for quite a while, so it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to him today. Yeah, that'd be interesting, and to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about him, so um, you know, it'd be, be good to talk to him and learn more about him for myself. So, yeah, he, like I was saying, he, he hunts more in that Pennsylvania, West Virginia area, a lot of, uh, mountain terrain. And when you do watch his channel and you see him hunting, I think he's downsized a little bit, but this dude goes through the woods, packing cameras off his shoulder, got a GoPro out in front of him, got, all the other stuff that he has when you're turkey hunting so he's not hunting flatland either he's up and down and hunting hard and traveling a lot and typically hunting public from what i've gained so just somebody's got a a lot of knowledge across the board and i'm I'm really looking forward to talking to him about his video productions because again he puts out really nice content yeah yeah i want to i'm sure that i've seen some of his videos um but I've just, I, I haven't had much time to get on YouTube or any of that stuff and keep up with everybody. So I'm, I'm kind of behind got, this year. 
I'm just glad we got you on here this week. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. It's, yeah, I feel like this is the first time I've actually sat down for a minute. So other than you've, sleeping. Yeah, you've been busy, man. I've not even really even gotten to shoot the crap with you during the week. You've been been hitting it hard, but again, fixing to start playing. So, yeah. well, we'll get uh, Chad on here and we'll get rolling talking to him. Sounds good. Chad Claycom, our guest this week. Chad, appreciate you jumping on to uh, talk turkey with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It'll be interesting to just talk some turkey here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I guess, first of all, for listeners and, and us as well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in turkey hunting. Well... I don't exactly remember my first turkey hunt, but I I came up hunting and fishing at a young age. My dad was a big hunter and fisherman, and uh, he didn't do a lot of spring turkey hunting because I mean we didn't we didn't even have a spring turkey season here in Pennsylvania till the late '60s, so. My dad was born in the late 40s, but anyways, he was he was more into fall turkey hunting than he was the spring season, you know, when I was coming up as of hunting age, you know, and uh, anyway, I was fortunate enough that he was there to take me and kind of lit the fire and me and him kind of hunted together there and learned together first, you know, first several years I got into hunting. And uh, I can specifically remember one hunt like it was yesterday, and it just lit the fire for me because... At that young age, you know, I was probably 12 years old, and I can specifically remember climbing this big hill, and we got about three-quarters of the way up. We walked this gas line up in there, and there was a bird roosted right at the top of the hill, and we got set up on him, not knowing any better. We set up below him, and long story short, I didn't even have a call with me, and he had a an old lynch box call, and... Don't even ask me why we set up the way we did, but, you know, me being 12 years old and you think he would have had me up in front, but I was back behind him a little bit and down the hill and he sat there with that box call and I can, I can just remember sitting there thinking, man, why don't you call? (laughs) We were far enough apart that we couldn't really communicate good either. But anyway, long story short, we called the turkey in, and he he made a big loop around us and came in from behind us. And I I just turned my head and because I could hear him walking behind me, and uh, he walked right past me. I watched him. It, was, it turned out to be a Jake, and it walked right past me and came up behind my dad, and he didn't even. He didn't even hear him till the last second. He spun around and that bird busted him and took off flying. And 
<laughs> but I can specifically remember that right there. I can I can remember sitting there thinking, why don't you call? My dad only yelped probably two or three times on that box call, and uh, from that day on, I I told myself I got to learn how to call and you know learn how to set up and just I want to learn how to do this. And that's that's pretty much what lit my fire. I can I can remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, that's a a memorable way to start and then that that leads me right into the next thing I want to ask, talking about learning how to call and and doing all that. You're a mighty fine caller. So at what point did you transition and get into the competitive turkey calling? Uh, I was I actually started back in the 90s I was I guess I was either in my late teens or early 20s I went to a sports show in Monroeville Pennsylvania and I I didn't know anything about it I just me and a couple buddies went to this sports show to check it out we were never there before and uh when we first entered the the building there was a sign that said there was a turkey calling contest and for whatever reason it just piqued my interest you know my my buddies didn't they couldn't have cared less about it but i i told them i wanted to go just check it out never been to one never saw one didn't know anything about them and uh we walked down into that calling room and i was just amazed at everything i sat there and watched a few callers and just i was really just amazed at the whole thing and i don't know that that kind of piqued my interest and from then on I you know I wanted to learn as much as I could about calling and I think it was probably 95 I entered my first contest didn't do any good <laughs> but you know I didn't back in those days I didn't call in more than one or two a year and I did that for probably shoot probably 15 years just calling one or two contests a year and that was it just just enough to kind of practice a little bit before the season I didn't really have any goals of winning any contest or anything back then but it it did make you practice a little more but yeah I, I started in I guess 95 it's a long time ago <laughs> yeah that's a lot of experience um I didn't really get into it heavy until I think 2012. I went down to the NWTF convention, me and a buddy, just to go down, check it out. And we went in, you know, watched the open contest and stuff. And that's when I really started getting into it serious. That next year, I I went and bought a press and, you know, put a lot more time into building calls and practicing and Eventually, I went and uh, got qualified that year in 2012, and uh, the following year, you know, that qualified me for Grand Nationals. I went down in 2013 and called in the Grand Nationals for the first time. I think it was in, yeah, 13. So I've been been at it fairly serious since then. Well, it seems to me what 
what little I've been doing it and keeping up with all of it up around your area, PA, West Virginia, the, the turkey calling, there, there's a lot of, uh, almost like it's native up there, a lot of great callers up in that area throughout the years, and uh, whether it's dwindled down some or not, it seems like that's kind of where it started. Yeah, Pennsylvania is known for being a big big turkey hunting state in general, you know, but yeah, we've we've got some great callers that come from PA. I would say yeah, that the majority of turkey hunters It's always been that way. Yeah, that's probably there's probably more turkey hunters from Pennsylvania than about anywhere, I would say. It seems like everybody you talk to is you know you run has some roots there. Yeah. Running running mm-hmm. somebody hunting. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> See a license plate. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. Oh my darn. Um well I want to throw in there too, Chad. You've got one of the sweetest Yelps I've ever heard. From, well, from I front to back, that. man. I I know everybody's got a different ear on things, but hearing you, all your calling, but man, your your Yelp, I am a big fan of. That means a lot. I don't know which Yelp you're talking about, but uh, I try to I try to be as many hens as I can, you know. So yeah, um, one that you really stretch out like that front end of the call, and it it rolls right into the back end. Not a ton of rasp on it, but I don't know. I just like the way. It, yeah. I just like that sound. Um, you're typically stepping off on your videos, making those calls down in uh, off the fingers there, off the ridge tops down in, trying to locate some turkeys, and got a really good ring to it. Big fan. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and congratulations this year down at Nashville. You uh, you made the cut, man, and came back on Saturday to call a little bit more. I got to. Got to see that, and I believe you drew. Yeah, that was a disaster. One, didn't you? I think you had the number. I one. did. Yeah, I drew a one and three, which was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, nevertheless, man, to go down there and and make the cut and get to come back on the next day—that's that's really cool. Yeah, it felt good to be there again because I I haven't been down there in five years. That's the first I've been down since 2018. So, yeah, it's, it felt good being up on that stage again. It's something I don't take for granted. Yeah, that's – hey, Chad, uh, going back to when you first started turkey hunting, I, I always think it's pretty cool to hear about everybody's first bird, who they were with, you know, the hunt. Uh, mm. I, I'm sure you remember exactly – Probably like everybody else, everybody remembers all the details of it. So can you kind of give us your first bird hunt, I guess, and kind of walk us through that? Well, that's a different story for me. I know a lot of guys probably killed turkeys at a younger age, but I was probably, I think I was 19 or 20 when I killed my first turkey. But I've been into the video and part of all of this pretty much my whole life so i i was a part of a lot of guys first turkeys and videoing a lot of hunts prior to that you know but i myself didn't kill my first turkey till i think i was yeah i was in my early 20s i think i was probably 21 but uh really yeah wow okay yeah yeah i you know i started hunting them when i was 12 but 
probably took me eight or ten years to to kill my first one. I actually just I got more enjoyment out of you know I was I was so into the calling aspect of it and I just did a lot of hunting with my dad in those early years and honestly you know I I got into the calling aspect of it so much that I would sit back behind my dad and try to call in birds for him and in those early years and once I finally got a camera I uh you know I just hunted with a lot of buddies and called in their first turkeys and the video and aspect of it probably slowed me down as far as killing birds at a young age but yeah I was I was in my early 20s before I killed my first one but yeah I can remember it like it was yesterday too yeah I'll I'll jump in real quick Chad based on just what I know myself and then specifically watching your hunts on YouTube and and where you hunt I mean it's no walk in the park man for some for some kid jumping in trying to learn how to turkey hunt you're you're not at grandpa's private farm hunting on the food plot you're uh you're up in the hills and mountains trying to assuming that's how you were back then also you're 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 out there in the in the stuff man trying to get it done so yeah early on uh back in the 80s there when i got started uh we didn't have a lot of turkeys we didn't we didn't really have turkeys at all right around the house growing up and uh you know, we had to travel up on, I, I live probably 20, 30 minute drive from the mountains, you know, which we'd have to drive up on the mountain to, to get into birds. And we have a camp up in the northern part of Pennsylvania, which is like a three hour drive from home. We'd, we'd go up there and do a little bit of hunting. But yeah, I, early on, I cut my teeth, you know, hunting in the mountains. But then once... Uh, once the early 90s rolled around and I had a driver's license and, you know, was able to get out on my own more, started traveling around, hunting some private stuff, knocking on doors, you know. I hunted a lot of private there for, you know, in my early 20s and even up into my 30s, but kind of come full circle and Got back to my roots, I guess you could say, and started hunting the mountains maybe uh, five or six years ago now. Yeah, I love it. Seems like most of the places you go, you know, it's you. It's either uphill or nothing, you know, but I don't know. It's just something about the mountains. I, I love getting back in some of the remote places and just going to town, you know, and you can go all day in some of the places I go to. And that's, I, I just love it, you know? Yeah. So when you got into uh, the videoing part of it, you know, that's been a while back. Uh, was YouTube going at that point at all? No, no. Matter of fact, there wasn't anything like that. No, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm in my forties. So, I got started in 87, but as far as the filming goes, I think, uh, trying to remember what year it was, but I think it was 90, 
2004, I started filming turkeys with an old VHS camera. You know, those things were big and cumbersome. and It's a little bit of a story behind how I even got my first camera like that. And I probably should thank my aunt for even letting me borrow her camera. That's kind of what got me started in it. I don't know if uh, yeah, I could probably go on and on about this because that's really what got me started. I used to go to my aunt's and my aunt and uncle's house when I was, you know, coming up just before I was old enough to hunt, and uh, my my uncle, which was married to my mother's sister, he was a big hunter and fisherman too, and uh, he had all these hunting videos you know on vhs back then and every time we'd go over there and visit i would just he he would have piles of these videos and i would go through and watch all these videos and that's really where i got into the video and aspect of especially turkey hunting so much just watching all these videos he had he had i can remember watching uh he had a he had a video there called Smoothbore Gobblers, and it was probably yeah I've heard I've seen that one. I must have wore that video out, you know those old VHS tapes. They I wore it out. I literally wore it out because he would let me borrow them. I'd bring them home, and I mean I literally wore those tapes out. That and I the one that really caught my interest more than anything was Denny Galvis's spring turkey hunting the first video he ever came out with and i don't know what year that was but it had to be late early late 80s early 90s and that's the video there that i've it taught me so much about just turkeys in general and that really lit the fire for the the whole video and thing for me but long story short you know after after visiting with my aunts and uncles, my aunt and uncle there, and always watching those videos, uh, I was out one one spring, early spring in March, and I just driving these back roads, and I saw these turkeys out in the field, and for whatever reason, I thought to myself, man, I'd like to, I should get down and ask my aunt if I could borrow that video camera of hers just to film them so I could show everybody. And anyway, that's that's what I did. I drove down to their house and she let me, she not only let me borrow the camera, she gave it to me. She said, go ahead, just take it. We don't ever use it. Just hmm. go ahead. So I owe it all to her, really. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went out yeah. and I filmed those turkeys uh, for just a few minutes that day, and I kind of got an idea where they might be heading to roost. And uh, long story short, the next morning I was within 100 yards of them set up and filmed them talking that morning and pitching down, and it was probably 25 degrees, and I can remember my hands were froze, and I just sat there and filmed them for probably an hour all out in front of me. It was something I'll never forget, and that's that's what started it all, and I think that was in 94, and uh, been going on ever since. 
Yeah. So did you ever put together any kind of VHS uh, tapes? I did. You know, back in the day, I yeah. Back in those days, you know, I didn't sell anything. I uh, just put little highlights and stuff together on those VHS tapes. That was no easy feat. We had to, me and a buddy, we we got into it there for a few years, and we would just go through and pick little highlights or, you know, good clips of turkeys that we got throughout the spring, and we would have to take two VCRs and hook them up to a TV and (laughs) just copy little clips and make a little highlight tape. I mean, we just did it to show our buddies and stuff like that, but it wasn't until... uh, I think I bought my first digital camera in 98, and then from then on I started uh, kind of stockpiling footage and eventually put a DVD together, I think, in the early 2000s. But yeah, I've been at it ever since. Didn't start the YouTube thing until, I think, about 2019. Yeah, it was it was totally different back then. Um, I I know when I first started turkey hunting, I was kind of the same way. I, I had about four or five VHS tapes, and I I wore them out too. I've still got them. I had my name on them, and there's no telling how many. Every spring, I would get those things out. You know, before the season came open. Yeah, I'd be watching them. You know, just kind of. It was a good way to kick off the season, and I already knew what knew about the, what was going to happen and the hunts and everything. But right. I, I enjoyed watching them every time. And um, also, I do collect VHS tapes, and I've got about four hundred different ones wow. right now. Uh, I just I kind of I, I was like you. I kind of enjoyed that part of it, and uh, I enjoy the older stuff too. So um, yeah, those older my favorite those ones. older videos you. I don't I don't know what it was about them. Maybe it's just in my head because I kind of came up and learned so much from them. But, man, those early videos, like the Primo's Truth, you know, when they first came out, and the Denny Galvis, all his videos, I, I mean, I literally wore those things out. But you, you, you would learn so much from watching those things. It was just yeah, a different yeah. time. And I'm I'm probably like you too. Maybe it's just the way you know at that time. That's what we were watching when we started. Right. But, uh, Quaker boys, Dick Kirby, mm-hmm. man, I love those. That's probably probably some of my favorites. You know, he he put a lot of uh, his own touch into it. You know, he he had a guy playing a guitar and stuff and singing songs about some of the hunts. I mean, yeah. he, he put everything he had into it. So pretty cool. And plus, you can see different styles. You know, right. Um, everybody's got their own style so there's not just like one way to do some a video so it's pretty neat to it's about like reading books you know everybody's they're all different so yeah i love those old videos what what i like about denny's is he goes into it and shows a lot about compared to the others he goes in and shows you basically how to hunt and some different strategies tactical type of things that you you didn't see on a lot of the other videos right um wasn't a lot of killing like the areas you have how to hunt right there wasn't tons of kill, kills on those videos, but man, you just you learn so much. And I mean, I would I would literally just wear them out. 
I mean, there's spots in some of those videos where if I try to play them back today, it, it kind of just cuts out because they wore out the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I see you on your, your videos talking about that too, Chad, some of the same stuff that you know I've seen on Golfus's videos with the pick-a-spot calling and the you know this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those, those strategies that you can use, especially in the areas where you hunt, up in the hills and mountains, um, really cool, man. Yeah. I still watch those videos to this day, though. Every now and then I'll, I'll get them out and pop them in just to kind of, I don't know, it takes me back, you know. So what are you doing now uh, as far as the video? And you said uh, you've got your YouTube channel and stuff. Um, can you take us a little bit into that maybe? Yeah, I've been just the last, uh, well, since the 2018 season, I've been posting just my hunts on there throughout the season. I, I try to do a day-by-day series just showing the ups and downs of a you know a real turkey season hunting a lot of public land and just everything that that goes with it you know yeah not just the kills right yeah it's a big part of it to me i've always i've always been that way i've even on my dvds back in the day i always wanted to show you know the ups and downs everything that goes along with it all the struggles and you know a turkey season's a grind you know a lot of the a lot of the hunting shows that you saw on TV and stuff just didn't portray it that way. So I, I I've always tried to show that part of it with my videos. Hopefully, it comes across that way. Do you prefer to hunt by yourself, or do you do you have a preference? Well, I don't. I, not really. I I mean I I do I do enjoy the solitude of it sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but I. I really enjoy getting out with buddies and, you know, filming the whole thing because it, it's really tough trying to film yourself. I'm sure you've 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 seen that, Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've tried it, and it's that's a uh, job in itself just to keep all, keep up with all the cameras and yeah. the microphones. I mean, it's just. It's almost it's almost too much work yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you you it's hard to just uh, focus on just to focus on the cameras only. You know, if if you got your buddies with you doing the shooting or the right. hunting part of it, it really helps a lot. But yeah, your your YouTube channel, um, Chad Clayton Outdoors, and you do the the day by day. It it really puts you in that perspective each day you rolling in doing like the pre-hunt interview you you look just worn out tired just got off work it it just looks real man it's not hollywood looking stuff it's blue collar hunter getting off work going to i'd say typically hunting some public ground battling it out with everybody else and on top of it you're going in to try to produce some really good content and it Billy mentioned it there, and him and I were kind of, when we were kicking it around earlier, I was telling him a little bit about your, your setup with what you have and you video with, and, man, you're no slouch with that either. You uh, you pack a, you pack a lot of stuff in the woods. So w- what's that like for you, especially in the, the mountain terrain? 
you know, you've got your camera. Kind of take us through your gear and your audio video setup and, and all that because when you've done those little time lapses kind of POV back on you, you know, it's a little bit of a process to go through and, and set everything up, especially if you're by yourself looking to be the one pulling the trigger. Yeah. Well, I I, I will say this. I've kind of lightened my load up here recently, last last spring. Not by choice, but uh, just right before the West Virginia season started up, my camera, my video, my big video camera died on me. So I was kind of forced to to get another one. So I went with a smaller, lightweight camera. So that's a good thing. I noticed. I noticed that <laughs> the one you have looks a little more compact. Yeah, it's it's a lot nicer carrying around. I ended up buying a a new tripod too while I was at it, and uh, it's I've lightened my load up considerably here this past year. So it it's a lot nicer because I was getting to the point where I was carrying. I, n- I never did weigh everything. But I was carrying a lot of camera gear, and that stuff, the, the tripod I was using was from 1998, and I guarantee you that thing, with everything on it, probably weighed 15-plus pounds, just the tripod. <laughs> but, yeah. I, How did you carry everything? Well, I just through the years, I came up with a system where I had just made a little sling years ago for the tripod, and I would... I would just have everything slung over my neck and shoulders, and it would just kill me, you know. <laughs> Chad looks like the daggone mailman walking down through the hills and hollers of PA in West Virginia. I'd, whew, I wouldn't want to tangle with him, and the dude's got to be in some great shape. <laughs> Golly, I'm like, how in the world is he going up those hills yeah, I've, back down and back up? I've lightened my load here, though. It, it, it has been nice. <laughs> I will say that the last few years with that old – camera gear it was it was wearing on me it was slowing me down and i it was it was bothering me i'll I'll be honest with you i i was not getting on birds like i should have been and just way too much weight it was slowing me down big time yeah i believe you yeah so what all is it now that you're 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 running like what's your setup when you go out and as far as camera gear yeah, I have a. I bought a Sony NX80. Is the camera I've, I'm running now, and it's. Uh, I think it's actually they just discontinued it recently, but it's a little bit older camera. It's proven, you know. It's been. It's been a few years. It's been around, so it's a good 4K quality video camera. It's, and compared to what I was carrying, you know, it's a probably half the size so it's it's a nice camera there i will say there's things about it just the fact that it's so small there's things about it that i don't like but overall it's it's a really good camera my uh microphone i've it's the same mic that i've had for years and years it's a good quality sennheiser mic to me that's a big part of it the video is good but you know i try to try to capture good quality audio too my uh tripod is it's a manfrotto 
I don't even remember the the model number, but it's carbon fiber legs, so it's a lot lighter and smaller than the one I used to carry. Huge difference. Yeah, it's it's considerable difference. It's it's a lot nicer carrying around. Still big compared to what you see a lot of these guys carrying, but I try to I try to get some good footage when I'm out there. I mean, I'm I'm not going to tote around all this camera gear and then when the time comes, just, you know, forget about it. So I try to, yeah, I try to get some, some good footage while I'm there. How many birds do you think it's cost you over the years? Countless numbers. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. I can't even yeah. begin to imagine. Tons. Tons and tons. But I love it, you know, it's something I've always I've always just had the passion and the drive to get out there and do it. I've always loved just being around turkeys and filming them. Always. I mean, ever since I was a kid when I first got that camera, you know, that's something that I don't know if I I don't even know how to explain it, but it's something I was always blessed with, I guess. The um, no, I haven't done anything like you have as far as filming, but I have filmed some hunts and dabbled with it. I would say, and um, man, when I go back and look at those, what I actually captured after the hunt or after the season's over, that's as exciting to me as actual hunting. You know, you get to share it with somebody and show them, hey, check this out. You know, or you might capture something that you you know just something really cool so you've always got that to look back on and kind of takes you back to that hunt again in a Mm -hmm. way it's amazing too i I can't tell you how many times you know i'll i'll go back through some of the footage that i got throughout the spring whether it's a hunt or just going out before the season filming birds especially with that part of it when when i would go out and film turkeys just talking it's it's amazing to me at least how much you forget you know or you when just you don't watch, remember yeah you just don't right. see it because you're focused on the camera maybe yeah there's so much going on you know you just don't realize everything that's going on around you when you when you come back home and plug that footage in it's like wow i didn't even hear that that's that's yep. to me the most the funnest part about the whole filming aspect of it, you know, you get to go back and relive all that footage. And like I said, there's, there's so much that I miss. I swear. I never knew how I, I was going through footage just the other day from a hunt this past spring. That's another thing that amazes me is how many turkeys are on the audio goblin that we didn't even hear. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm amazed by that. I don't know if, I don't think my ears are that bad, and but there's guys with me that, you know, don't hear them either. I'll play the footage back, and I'll I'll have to text them and say, hey, you know, there was a turkey goblin here. No, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> or even maybe your video, you, you might even pick up some stuff there in the background, something crossing through that you didn't see in real time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love going back through that footage. You know, it's 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 a fun part of just reliving the whole hunt and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Chad, as far as anything else that you've got with you, you be on your main camera and tripod and, and microphone, other types of cameras that, that you have or that you put out? Yeah, I try to I try to run a couple GoPros. They just to capture a different angle, you know. They're they're not exactly the most dependable cameras, but they do the job. I know there's probably some better some some better uh action cameras out there as far as being dependable. I don't know I don't know what it is with those GoPros but uh they're kind of known for not having good battery life and just freezing up on people and just a lot of little problems. But overall, they they do a pretty good job. But yeah, I try to run two two GoPros. Yeah, I, I was in Hawaii a couple of years ago and I was trying to film some hunts with a GoPro and got back to the room, you know, after at the end of the day and went back i was like oh this would be awesome footage get back and i don't know i just i had endless problems with it never got any footage at all i mm. mean it was just i mean you'd think you hit you know I, I would actually hit the record button and see it recording and and then i would just kind of forget about it and then after the hunt was over i'd go back to it and it would be off or you know something happened and i I, you know you never knew when it shut off or anything so i've had a lot of issues with it myself i've been there well from what i've watched chad you do a real nice job uh going through the hunt and keeping people posted on what's going on um speaking of with your i'm guessing that's a gopro on your kind of like a selfie stick or rod that you can keep out in front of you and kind of put you kind of put you there basically to me when i'm watching it um but there's there's no doubt that you you take a lot of pride in the the videoing and especially the audio because with with me kind of passionate with the calling and and things like that you've got a lot of good content to go on and look at with uh with actual hen footage and hen audio so appreciate you putting that stuff out there for people like myself to watch and listen to yeah i, I that's something i really love to do and i haven't done it for the last three or four years ever since i started putting hunts on youtube i kind of got away from it just because i'm so busy with all the editing i haven't had the time to get out and film any roost sites but i honestly if you would tell me i couldn't hunt another day as long as i could get out and get under birds like that i would be thrilled i mean i absolutely love to get out there and crawl underneath a flock of roosted turkeys in early spring and just listen to them wake up it's unbelievable yep yeah absolutely um what what are some things tips and stuff you can get for someone looking to to video their hunts somebody looking to get into that whether it's maybe not solely focusing on just the video itself and you know risking a risking a gobbler or whatever but uh you know, some some things that you've learned along the way that you could give out to somebody? That's a good question. Uh, just first off, I mean, I have to say you, you have to be patient with it. I mean, you're going to spook birds like we talked. I mean, it's going to happen if you're, if you're trying to film something. It's, it's just going to happen. But overall, just be patient with it, you know, and uh, don't let it 
take the fun out of it. That's the biggest thing. I know, you know, it's it's a lot of work, but when everything comes together, it's there's nothing like it. It makes it all worthwhile. Pretty exciting when you get all those aspects to work work right, put them all together. It is. It really is. So Matt, how how about you? Uh, you, you? You say you've been getting into this whole calling thing. How's that going? Well, it, uh, it it's a real eye opener when you think when you think you do a pretty good job calling, and then you get yourself amongst well, not amongst the turkeys, and you get yourself amongst uh, competitive turkey callers, and you think, man, I don't know a thing about this. I'm I am not very good at turkey calling, so. <laughs> But I've I've been in three contests now, and I'm I'm looking to go to another one next weekend. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, it actually got me into going all out and buying a a press and a cutter, so I'm able to tinker and make my calls. And you know, which I think that is important if you're wanting to be a competitive caller and kind of making adjustments and and things like that, just like you've done. But I've met a lot of really good people. How long have you been building your own calls now, then? It would have been the end of summer. Okay. And I've built, in that amount of time, I've built a lot that went right to the trash can. And I'm sure. still do. (laughs) But That's what it takes, though. I mean, you know, you say you bought a press? I did. I bought a press and a cutter off of uh, Thad. Yeah, you know, it yeah. it just takes some time figuring out, you know, what you like, your stretch, and, you know, all that. Just be patient with it. I'm sure you'll figure something out, you know. I mean, you've been, sounds like you've been doing pretty good. I, uh, like I said, I've been to, I've been to a few, um, but along the way, I've met a couple people that have been really helpful, um, been very open about sending them some sound files and i can take the brutal honesty man so as far as people giving me their opinions on what needs to be worked on and and things like that assuming it's a credible person then uh i'm all ears so i've had some some people help me out with that and as you know you know when you go to get on the stage to do all of it it's it's just like gosh you got to have the t's crossed and all the little little things that you don't really think about when you're in the woods hunting. So, um, I get a lot of time to practice. I mean, at school about all day, I'm in the gym doing my turkey calling. So it's, if nothing else, it's, it's got me to practice a lot more. And this right. is my first year going into the woods with this much practice. So, you know, I felt confident in years past. So moving into it now, um, shoot, I feel as confident as I can be running a mouth call right. in, in in the woods um and it's also allowed me to it can't hurt you know what i mean yeah yeah and shoot i mean if you're if you're going to be a hunter and you're passionate about it try to be good at all of it um I, right. I tell you something else that's allowed me to do is study the hen a lot more and i and i and i don't put turkey calling as a high percentage in trying to kill one but as far as the vocalizations and just certain things, it's it's allowed me to watch a lot more hen video and audio and just learn a lot more of their, their calls and perhaps what they mean. So 
Mm-hmm. All in all, man, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully it can just keep it up and keep improving. If I don't improve much, then <laughs> I may just stick to stick to yelping on them in the gym and, and turkey hunting. But so far, it's it's been a process, and it's going in the right direction, I think. Well, the thing about it is I always tell people, you know, especially contest callers, you go to these things, and you can't, you can't let the score sheets – how can I say this? I know what you're going to say, and I was going to mention earlier, and I was like, well, I don't want to sound like a sour apple, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, you just can't let the score sheets determine your success, you know what I mean? Because I hate to say it, but some of these local contests you go to, the judging is not all that great. Mm -hmm. I just, that's just the way it is. Right. And, uh, you know, if if you, if you put, all this time and effort into becoming a better caller and you think you're improving and you go to one of these things and they just knock you down, you know, it, it can, it can ruin you. So just, Hmm. you know, don't take it so serious. And more than anything, I think, you know, how you, when you come off that stage, you know how you did in your, in your own heart, you know, whether you did good or okay or you know what I mean. I I normally I normally go off of how I feel when I come off that stage. If I if I called as good as I can call, especially when I come off that stage and go back and I'm able to watch the video and really listen to it, I uh I just put a lot of credence into how I feel when I come off that stage. Normally, you know, that tells me everything but you can't you can't let those scores just knock you down you know yeah the the last contest i competed in i i somewhat felt that way when i looked at my overall score and the sheets but by looking at the score sheets i saw that i saw that uh you know where the judges will initial or put their name it it was it was so like up and down such a contrast between about half of the scores the sheets versus the other half and what made me feel a little better in the end about it there were a couple like solid grand national callers on their judging and i was getting good scores from them but the other half of the sheets had me significantly i shouldn't say significant but i was i was a a bump down basically and i just i didn't understand what the difference was but then i also realized it's it's humans, it's people that's doing it. So it's not all right. going to be a perfect world and you don't know who's judging you sometimes. And, um, so about here's, like you here's the it, thing I, too, it, it, you know, I've, I've judged a lot of contests through the years myself and, you know, I've, I'd be the first to tell you, I'm, I probably judge a lot lower than some guys, but what I was going to say is when you look at those scores, you, what you got to keep in mind is, you might have got a low score from one of these judges and, you know, you're thinking, oh, what the heck? But if that guy has been considerably consistent throughout the whole thing as a low scorer, you know, that's that's to be expected. It's just when they're up and down so much, you know, that's where you start to wonder. Right. Right. So I think going into my next one, I feel – pretty confident i've had a lot of time to practice and again i've got a couple people that's been 
very generous to give me opinions and feedback and let me send some stuff to him. So looking forward to going to the next one, um, which I guess I'll ask you, do you have anything in mind upcoming that, that you'll be attending? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a couple here coming up, but it's, it's so hard for me to, to make some of these contests cause there's all, they're always on a Saturday and, uh, you know, I, I work Friday nights. So it, a lot of times I'm rushing to make it to these things in the mornings, right? Depending on how far of a drive I have, you know, but th- there are, there's, there's actually a contest coming up here and I think there's one in West Virginia this coming weekend. And then there's another one in Ohio the following weekend. I don't know if I'll make either one of them, but I'm thinking about trying to at least make one of them. Yeah, the Ohio I guess, one is the one I'll probably go to, the state contest. I figure I'll run up there and, and do that one and see how it goes. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a drive for me. I was talking to a buddy of mine about whether or not he was going to make it. And, uh, yeah, it'll be stretching it for me. I'd I'd have to leave right after work and probably barely make it there in time if I if I do decide to go. Yeah. Well, uh, Chad, what do you do for work? I load trucks at UPS. Load tractor trailers. Okay. So yeah, a lot of those hunts are rolling in early in the morning, man. You're looking like. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a, killing me. <laughs> I do, uh, you know, I I do not mind my job. It's it's physical, it's hard labor, but it allows me the time to get out there and hunt pretty much every day throughout the spring. So that's that's why I do it. Yeah. Um, as far as your hunting, Chad, do you do you venture outside the state very far, or what, what what's your typical spring consist of? Do you do you take vacation and take trips out west or anything like that? Well, occasionally I'll try to take a trip. I don't, uh, you know, I, being a working man, I have to be at work every night, other than having some time off. So I'll. I'll try to take some personal days here and there, but occasionally, like every couple of years, I might take a trip, you know, out west or wherever. I try to, anyway. Mostly, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I can, as long as I can stay within a few hours of the house or work, I can, I can make it somewhere right around daybreak, either you know, somewhere here in Pennsylvania or West Virginia. I live in the southwest corner of the state, so I I can be in West Virginia fairly quick or Ohio, Maryland. I can hunt pretty much every day somewhere. Pretty good hey, spot to spot. be located. Yeah. Um, well, as, as far as your location through there, Chad, I, I've not hunted PA. I've not hunted West Virginia either, or obviously Billy has with his accomplishment with the U.S. Slam. But judging your videos in the mountain areas, what are what are some things that you can mention and talk about um, as far as tips for people that are hunting that type of terrain? Like when you're rolling into when you're rolling into your uh, gate or parking spot, what are things you're looking at on the map? Um, 
I've noticed you run a unique like GPS system. If you want to talk about that, that's cool. But hunting wise, what are things you're looking for in those areas? Yeah, I know some of the some of the footage you see me running a GPS. I uh, I actually still look at that thing. I I'm such a hillbilly. <laughs> I just bought a, a smartphone here this past late summer early fall so i I never had a smartphone that was the reason i had the gps so now i have this smartphone and i I tell you what it is pretty nice it's nice having that thing to be able to look at maps out in the woods you know and aerial views and all that i've missed out on a lot over the years not being able to do that but i yeah i always had this garden well I started out looking at Onyx uh, a few years ago, you know, just on my laptop or at home on my computer. But here recently, since I bought this phone, I ended up, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Spartan Forge app. Have you ever heard of that? I'm really liking it. It's similar to Onyx, but uh, it's geared more for deer hunting. And uh, it's, it operates on artificial intelligence and goes gives you predictions on deer movement and all all that kind of stuff. But on the tur- turkey side of things, I, I'm really liking it because it has it has seems to be a lot more detailed topos. And sometimes when you get into certain areas, you can you can switch back and forth between. Uh, different aerial views you know it'll it's you know i used to look at all kinds of websites and you know google earth and on x and all that just to get a better idea of what's going on but with this spartan forge app you can actually you can go back years and years sometimes and look at different aerial views and it'll give you a different look at things you know yeah yeah i've I've never, never heard of that pretty neat app Cool. Yeah, I've recently been looking at that. Uh, but things that I look for, I guess, I honestly, I'm probably not the best guy to ask about that because, uh, I don't know, I, I'm a little bit different, I guess, because I hunt, you know, like I said, I, I don't get out and take a lot of trips. I can hunt every day throughout the spring, but I normally stick fairly close to home and uh i hunt a little bit different i guess i i'm more about the challenge than anything i i'm not one of those guys that you know maybe look for the best habitat to try to find the most turkeys to have my best chance of killing a bird as quick as i can and then moving on to the next you know it's just to me it's more of a I don't know. Maybe it's the older I get, the more I I don't know how to say it, but the I guess the older I get, right? It's it's not, and I I get out there. And I, I like to hunt remote areas. There may be there may not even be many turkeys there, but I just, it's just the challenge of it all to me. And uh, when you can make things happen and big areas like that up in the mountains and it's there's not a more rewarding feeling you know what i mean so 
sometimes, uh, you know, the way I answer that question may not be the most popular answer, but there's no some wrong of the things answer I, for it. <laughs> no, some of the things I look for, I guess. I guess you know I'm always looking at maps. I mean, I'm constantly when when I get a chance, when I get a break from all the editing and stuff, I'll I'm always looking at topos and looking at new areas. I, to me, it's I like hunting new areas. Uh, we have so much public ground here in Pennsylvania and even some of the parts of West Virginia. I just I like getting into new areas that I've never been and just you know getting out there and exploring some of the stuff and trying to find turkeys that way it's just like i said it's a challenge you know but some of the things i guess i look for probably not your typical things i don't guess i mean of course there's you know i try to find high spots where you can get up and listen to hear put your ears on a lot of turf but some of this mountainous steep terrain you know that might not be your best option in some of the places. Uh, I know a lot of places I'll go to, you know, you can get up on top of a mountain somewhere to where you think you can hear a lot of ground and you may not even hear a turkey. But if you come down out of there and drive, you know, a couple miles around to where you can hear the far side of that down low, there may there may have been a couple birds down there on that side hill that you couldn't even hear from up on the top. You had to be on the opposite side listening across. So I, I really don't know how to answer that because there's so many diff. You know, turkeys are where you find them. <laughs> I, there's no they don't have a rule book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't really know how to answer that question, but I I I mean it, there's a I can't say anything that anyone's ever never said before. You know, I, turkeys are where you find them. Right. And anybody that's watched your videos, number one, obviously you you go a lot, like every day that you can, or that season's in. And then, depending on what state you're in, you've got you've got you've got a cutoff period. I don't know exactly if PA West Virginia, if you want to mention that, but at a certain part of the season, you can hunt all day. Is that right? Right. In PA, the last two weeks, you can hunt all day. Okay. Well, I've noticed in your videos there, you'll go out on, on some of those days, and you're putting boots on the ground the entire day. And I guess, number one, from what I've gathered, just going out and putting all the time into it, whether you're hearing anything or not, I've noticed – as you stick around closer to that mid-morning or midday, you eventually find yourself coming up on a goblin turkey somewhere. So I guess being persistent is something that you're really good at and staying positive. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, if you ask me, just keeping a positive attitude. Because, I mean, I've turkey hunted long enough to know that it only takes, you know, it, it takes literally a minute for things to change. You can turn things around that quick. That's what's so great about turkey hunting, you know. And on your production but side, yeah, you, that can be bad for you, huh? Because you're sitting there trying to fumble <laughs> to get everything done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 
that 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 one of those videos it made me laugh you'd had your camera back and did like a time lapse kind of setting your setting all your stuff up and it's like this bird's coming and I'm, I've, I've got to get all this camoed in and try to get me a good hide and all that and i give it to you man just to keep doing that over and over and over each day and that's on a good day when you're not well, you, running into some rude hunter that you run into sometimes. Yeah, you gotta love it. You know, that's the thing. You hey, gotta Chad, love it. Um, you mentioned earlier um, that your dad he he got into the he was mostly was a fall hunter, I guess. Do you ever do mm -hmm. any fall hunting still? Or I do, but uh, the last few years I just kind of took a break from it because the turkey numbers have been down so much, you know, I mean, I, judging from what other people are saying all across the country, you know, so I don't know. I, like I said, I, I did a little deer hunting this fall and, uh, yeah, I just took a little break from the fall turkey the last couple of years, but yeah, I, I'm a big fall turkey hunter, to be honest. I just, uh, last couple of years, it's been so rough around here far as turkey numbers go i just didn't want to kill one right well, how, how long has it been since you've noticed the decline in your area i guess has well around five years around or? around these parts yeah probably uh since 2018 so yeah about five years yep it, it, that's about what i've seen here or just judging on my uh, our family farm you know I'd, i always mm -hmm. go out there and early season before season comes in and listen and i always kind of use that for a judge because I, i'm able to go to it every single year and uh, about five years ago it just kind of started going down in steps and it seems like it's got well you're in worse. you're in tennessee billy no, I'm in uh, Kentucky. I'm probably about an Kentucky. hour north of the Tennessee line. So okay, yeah. But you know, I talk to other people in the area too, and they say they've seen more. They've seen more than they've ever seen. So I mean, I I don't know if it's just something changed at our place or what, but uh, definitely seen a decline for sure. It's funny how populations can go up and down like that. You know, you can go. 10 miles down the road and there's just a flock of birds, you know, and other places it's like desolate. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, Chad, for, for listeners, where are some places they can find you and your content and maybe things you'll be putting on social media? I'm on, uh, oh, I guess Facebook and Instagram Clayton Outdoors, same on YouTube. So I have I have a lot of uh, more than just hunts on YouTube. You know, years years and years ago, I started my YouTube channel. I think back in 2011. Mainly back in those days, I was just uh, I was putting little clips on there to kind of promote my DVDs back in the day when I was still selling DVDs. And, uh, after that, I started putting some just little clips on there of, uh, I'm sure you've seen them, Matt, with the turkey talk, you know, where I'd go in, sit, you know, get under roost sites and film turkeys waking up and just talking. Oh, yeah. But, you know, my YouTube channel, the last few years, have, I've shown a lot of 
hunts throughout the spring, but there's, uh, you know, a little more to it than that. If you go and check it out, there's a lot of turkey talk on there, too. So, but yeah, it's all Claycomb Outdoors on all the social media stuff. Okay. And on, I don't know about on Facebook, but on Instagram, you've been, I don't know, I think this may be the first year I've followed you on there or knew you were on there. But since I have, yeah, I, I actually just started that here recently. Uh, I think just this past year. Like I said, I'm a hillbilly. I'm I'm slow to get into all this technology. You wouldn't think that with all this camera gear that I carry around, but I am a little bit of a hillbilly. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And you've been putting out those stories here recently, where you've been uh, out scouting in the woods. That's all really cool stuff, man. Yeah, I've been trying to get out here. Did you pretty much teach yourself all of these skills as far as videoing? Uh, did you just go through it? Your, even on the editing side, I know it takes a lot to do that. Did you pretty much teach yourself doing all that stuff? I did for the most part. Uh, you know, I never had any official schooling or anything, but learned a lot from just watching YouTube videos and just getting on there and learning it, you know, making mistakes and just, it took me years to figure out the whole editing thing. I'm still learning. I, I know just enough to be dangerous, to be honest. I, I just do basic edits and <laughs> that's about it. Well, and it's always changing too. They update stuff and it's, it's hard to keep up with it. It's really uh, it's overwhelming crazy. to me. Yeah. Some of the audio stuff, even to this day, just gives me fits. You know, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. First off, but man, some of the, some of the glitches that you run into with all the audio and stuff, it just just a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Well, your yep. your day by day hunts that you do and produce, and you're you're currently putting those out now. Um, these are all hunts from the 2022 season, Chad and. Where are you now on those, and how many more do you have left to go from last year's content? Well, I've been trying to put a video out every Tuesday since the beginning of the year. So I'm up to, uh, I think this past Tuesday was day 20, and uh, I don't know how many videos I got to go here. Probably at least four or five. I, I think I hunted... 30 some days this past spring and uh it got from what i can remember it got pretty rough around here the last week and a half two weeks of the season it got pretty rough so i don't know you know i try to show all of that with my videos but i don't want to make them so boring that people don't want to watch so I may combine some days there, you know, towards the end when there's not much action, but I just want to show people that I was out there getting after it, you know. But yeah, I probably have, I probably have ten, ten plus days of hunting still to go. But I don't know how many videos I'll end up with. I'm still, still editing, still trying. Yeah. Actually, taking that trip to Nashville slowed me down. I'm running up against it right now just trying to keep up with everything there's a lot of work in that editing stuff yeah so when are you gonna get started this year in the 23 season where are you gonna start well my plan is to my plan is i uh 
going to hook up with a buddy of mine. We're going to take a trip out west to the Pacific Northwest and hunt Idaho and Washington and possibly hit Montana. Okay. So I'll be starting there mid-April. That'll be different. I'm probably going to miss the first week of West Virginia season, which is going to crush me, but it'll be don't fun. Kill all, don't kill all of them out there, Chad. We're fixing to head out a month later, so easy. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we're going to roll it mid-May or so. Yeah, that's probably, uh, honestly, I'd probably rather go out towards the end of middle of May or end of May, but... My buddy talked me into going out in middle of April, so we're going to try it. Hopefully there's not a foot of snow out there then. <laughs> well, yeah. you'll have a good time regardless, but, yeah, again, just try to leave some for us when we eventually get out there. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just hope we can find some. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you will, and I look forward to next year, assuming you're going to take all your camera stuff and document that, watching uh, – watching on uh, next year's hunts and also finishing out this season. I look forward to watching them on Tuesdays. Yeah, I appreciate you watching. Yeah. Put a lot of work into them. Hopefully people enjoy them, you know. You can definitely tell that. And you obviously come out with a lot of footage on your hunts and makes it uh, a long process digging through footage. I've, I've, I've tinkered with all that before and trying to find what to put in, what not to put in. So I know... A lot of hours go in sitting at the computer watching footage. So, you still doing that yourself, Billy? Are you still putting months um, on YouTube or are you taking a break from that? Well, I'm trying. <laughs> it's just, I've got so much going on. You know, it just, it's hard to do it all. And um, I, I guess the U.S. Slam kind of kept me from focusing on that as much so now that that's behind me i want to when did you, did you uh finish that just this last year or when did you finish your slam yeah it was april of uh 22 sure was well congratulations yeah. by the way that's pretty thank you i appreciate awesome. it absolutely so i think i'm gonna kind of uh go you know i'm gonna hunt more with my friends and stuff now and it's so hard to go do something like that it, with a group you know and because uh, i'm i'm like you i'm limited on time off work and you know i've got to pick and choose my days wisely so uh, I, i've missed out on a lot i've missed opening day here in kentucky a few times over trying to do that and i, I never in a million years thought i'd ever miss opening day in my home state and yeah. uh, so i've so i've sacrificed a few things to, to do that so i i would like to focus trying to do some more video and uh, I, I enjoy that part of it i i'm kind of like you i think the uh the older you get i mean i love shooting turkeys don't get me wrong but the older i get i just as long as i can go and do it i don't care if i'm pulling the trigger if my buddy is it doesn't matter to me anymore um, mm-hmm. i just like going and hearing them and just the whole you know i, I actually i i think i've traveling around by myself i've i've kind of uh got lonely or something i don't know i'm afraid <laughs> of, <laughs> I, I was by myself ever you know on most of those trips and uh, so I, i'm kind of ready to get back to hunting with my buddies and stuff like that so it's oh, nice being able to share everything <laughs> with all your buddies you know it's 
Yeah, yeah, it is. I the the few trips that I went with friends and stuff, you know, uh, every time I was out by myself, I was like, man, I wish they were here. <laughs> <laughs> and and Chad too. Billy's a full time worker right now, and by full time, I mean twenty four hours a day. So he's been he's been cranking him. <laughs> cranking it out yeah, here this they, last week or so wow <laughs> yeah they've about killed me this week i think i think i worked 31 hours straight friday to saturday and then wow. just kept 16 hour days every day until today so or yesterday i guess was the first regular work day that i've had so since then but yeah that wind just killed us so i paid my dues i'm ready to take off and go hunting now so but you get a lot of time off, though. Um, yeah, I, I've been at, with this company for about 16 years now, and uh, I've built up some vacation and stuff. And I usually save it all for most of it for turkey season. And if I got any left over, I'll try to roll it over to the next year and uh, put you know put together three-day weekends and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. try to maximize it the best I can. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's it's been a lot of fun, and wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, uh, I always at the end of the year when I've got a few extra days left over, I'm like, dang, I could have took another day and hunted over here or, or went over there. So, <laughs> but well, I usually just roll them over and make up next year. So, yeah, there's always going to be next year. Well, Chad, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about how you got started in all this and, and, and what it is you do and, and all that, man. You've been a lot of fun to talk to and, and get to know a little more about you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Thank man. you very much. Look forward to watching the rest of your hunts and keeping up with you this season on social media. Well, good luck with the calling, Matt, and uh, good luck to both of you guys this spring. It's going to be, uh, from the looks of things, it's going to be maybe an early spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's on that it's on that path right now. Um, yeah, maybe I'll cross paths with you at a contest. and. Yeah, maybe I'll see you there in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe you can make that one. I think I'm going to be able to make the venture. So if not, maybe we'll cross paths somewhere. And again, man, look forward to watching your stuff, and, and good luck to you this season. Stay safe. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, Chad. We'll see you. See you later. Best of luck to you. Yep. You too. Billy, I really enjoyed having Chad on. I I felt like from that perspective with, with him and doing the audio video stuff, having a YouTube channel, it was a, it was a different uh, turn and twist from some of the other people we've had on. So I found that really interesting. Yeah, it's uh, mostly talked to a lot of traveling turkey hunters, and Chad, uh, for the most part, hunts normally around his house, uh, pretty close. So, um, And as far as the audio and the video part of it, I mean, he's been doing it for years. I mean, he's he, he very knowledgeable guy when it comes to that part of it. Yeah, and when you're on his channel and you're watching his hunts, it, you can tell that he's obviously out there trying to kill a turkey and, and hunt them but he's also putting a lot into his video and audio and it's i was not kidding at all when you see him and the 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 gear that he's packing around i mean besides your your hunting gear 
And sometimes when he's going solo and he's got a shotgun and, you know, he's got his vests and everything, when he's also got all of his camera equipment, the 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 bag or the tripod that he's got hooked to him, he's got the camera with a strap going around one side and he's holding a, a selfie stick with the POV back at him. It's It's a lot that goes into it and he's not hunting the flatlands. He's hunting in like the the mountains and the hills, and it, it wears me out just watching him hunt. Yeah, and he started out with a uh, camcorder, you know, VHS tapes. Uh, that wasn't easy to, uh, you know, do that back in the day either. The technology that he started out with. I mean, look where it's look where he started from, and look where it is now. It's just unbelievable, and it's probably. Like he said, it's very overwhelming with some of this stuff to uh, keep up with the editing, and you know it's you. It's almost a full time job just to edit a video out. Um, oh yeah, so. and his his hunts they're usually a little bit longer in duration, so a lot of work goes into that. A lot of a lot of footage I'm sure he goes through and just trying to put a story together. And I'm on his uh, YouTube page right now. Um, Claycomb outdoors and looking into uh the views that he gets you know he's he he climbs up there and the the thousands of people that's watching his stuff and as we said there he does it day by day and he gets off work and he goes to the public spots and tries to compete with everybody else that's out there and he's able to go out and get it done and and, and get great video and audio i mean he just takes it to another level so a really yeah. really cool guest and plus he's a he's a very good turkey caller um yeah like i, I was describing there like his, his yelp he'll use to like try to locate a turkey man it's got a, all, all of his calling sounds good but i'm a big fan of the 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 yelp that he puts out there so a good yeah. uh, good competitive caller also yeah, as far as the, uh, you know, I know we mentioned we were talking about all the VHS tapes and stuff, and that's, <clears throat> he had a bunch that, when he was growing up starting turkey hunting. And, uh, you know, that's, it's really neat to just see different uh, point of views, how people hunt. Um, man, there's no, there's no set way you have to do this. Um, and it's so cool to be able to see everybody's version of the way they do it. And video and your hunts like that kind of takes you with them. You know, you're right there and kind of see what they do. You know, you learn stuff from these guys. And, uh, you know, I, I did the same thing when I started turkey hunting. Um, I had VHS tapes. Man, I'd watch them every year. Uh, maybe every year I'd add a new tape to my collection or whatever. But uh, it, it's very helpful for somebody, especially getting started turkey hunting. And even for veterans, I mean, you can still pick up so much from these guys. I mean, you, you can never stop learning how to turkey hunt. Even if you're 90 years old out there doing it, you can still learn something from somebody. Yeah, that's a fact. That's what that's what makes it such a good sport. So many different ways to do it, people to watch, things that you can gather from all the different different people and their, their methods and strategies. So great guest with Chad and um, – Look forward to continuing with his videos, but we got some other things on the plate now, Billy. We've got a we've got turkey season underway. We're uh, you know Hawaii been in for a bit, South Florida, and then you yourself um, later this week will be heading out to start your first hunt of 2023. 
Yep. Uh, Friday morning, going to take off and head to Florida. That'll be the first hunt for me and probably be down there for three or four days uh, going with a buddy of mine. He's trying to complete his Grand Slam and all he needs is his Osceola. So uh, we're going to try to get that done and uh, just take off from there. We've got, got a bunch of stuff lined up and really looking forward to it. You dog you. <laughs> hey, won't be long. You'll be we'll be going. So I, I guess Tennessee will be your first state. Is that right? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, <laughs> I, I better not even consider think about going anywhere any sooner, or uh, that just wouldn't be good. So yeah, Tennessee will be the first one. I'll be living through you and all the other people out hunting, and just just imagining that I was so. Uh, yeah, come on and go. That'll be the first one. <laughs> you could have hey, your own I, Hawaii. You could have your own Hawaii uh, video. You and your wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, we all know it's never good. They they deep down, even if they are hiding it deep down, they hate it. But right now things are pretty good here, so I'm not going to push the envelope, especially with the the spring that we have planned. So. I'll, yeah. I'll be able to bite the bullet. I'll go on a hike or something and just act like I'm hunting. <laughs> but yeah, you've got man. quite a few. You got quite a bit lined up this year, so you've got I, some I, good I trips like coming up. Yep, I'm uh, I'm fortunate. Um, hopefully, everything goes like it's supposed to, and it's going to be a great spring, man. Um, I think be- between the two of us, especially, my goodness, it's going to be a it's going to be a good one. It's going to be special. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, they always go by fast, though, so let's slow down and, and enjoy I, it. I tell you what, it, it's going to be real difficult because our spring break is at school is about a week or so later than normal. So we're the last week of March. We're usually about about midweek, like what next week would be. We're pushed back a little bit now, so it's going to really have my mind on that week off thinking yep. I could be turkey hunting somewhere. but. Saturday morning, I got up and had the new canoe thrown on the truck and had all my, my gear out, and I, I took it to a nearby lake and got out on the lake for a while and listened from there and um, had a big big chunks of Hoosier National Forest around. So I was able to do some listening there. Then I got over to the bank and hiked up through the woods a ways, and it just heard heard minimal a couple different turkeys gobbling a couple different times but man it was just nice to get out there and get moving around put the boots back on and i even loaded down the vest and took it with me trying to get something out of it yeah it was it was great getting back out hiking around getting every uh, yeah every season man at the last at the end of the season i always wonder is this going to be the last gobble i hear for the year so it's always nice to get back and hear one the first gobble of the year too so well that's no problem i'll I'll just give you some turkeys i got in the backyard <laughs> i don't think you those count anymore. those don't count <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well it, have your mind on turkeys all the time yeah it, yeah i don't know if those count or not it's a little different but hard to believe it's already here yeah, see, look at it thinking, thinking alike. It, yeah, it, it it has came by. Uh, the time has passed pretty quick this year. We've been busy with everything else, and I think that's made it speed up some. So, not complaining. I'm I'm ready to go. So, absolutely, absolutely. And was down here tonight. Um, 
cutting on some calls and getting those stocked up and I was loading uh loading up some TSS all those little things man getting you kind of eager to to get out there and get on it all these little things you can do on the side so yeah I've got I've got piles in my floor down here in the basement of uh, got my vest in one pile and got my camo in another pile and kind of got it all drug out I just got to put it all together and get it yeah. packed up so that that's the other thing with and I'll do it more I'll probably over my spring break go out about every day I can and hike around in the woods and, and stuff like that and take like my I like to take my my vest and stuff out with me and and just run back through and make sure I got everything kind of lined out and ready to go so that when I do fumble out there for the first hunt this year I'm not a daggone mess you know it's it's uh oh yeah there's a lot of some practice with it there's a lot of preparation uh, i've been working on the van just going through all of it and you know starting out with a brand a, a v not a new vehicle but a new vehicle to me i mean uh, i want to make sure that thing has a flat tire do i have a spare you know is it yeah you got to check all this stuff i mean there's so much uh you have tools well, you know a toolbox well, when you're putting you, together yeah, when you're putting together an agenda and a schedule, you can't afford to be fumbling around and you got to be precise and um you can't afford to be you know, I was looking into really fine details now with the the places I'm going to be going to and you and I talked about this earlier and I I came across one of the states where you can't just roll in and well, number one, you can't just get your license online and you can't just roll into the Walmart and get it. There's like special things you've got to do, so you know, I I urge and you, I know with your experience beyond mine, that really diving in and doing all your research and finding out what needs to be done, especially if you're a traveler and you're going to new states, because that's one of the hardest things about it. All the states are pretty much different on what the regulations are, their licensing, and it's uh, it can be a headache, man. But again, that's part that goes into it that you've got to do that makes it all rewarding in the end. Yeah, if you don't do it right now, it'll cut into your hunting time. I can guarantee you that. So, um, yep, there's so much that can happen. Uh, you're you're doing the right thing if you can get those tags. If you know for sure you're going to a state, if you can get that license and tags before you get out there, just like my the envelopes I used to make. Uh, you know, get those filled up, have them all your information in those, and write the state on it, and take that with you. And you know, you've got everything check marked off and you're ready to go you don't have to you can worry about turkey hunting and not worry about all the other stuff yeah i mean i could have rolled into this state that i'm talking about amidst that swing and you know typically everybody rolls into a walmart your one-stop shop for everything and heck i could have rolled in there and went to purchase my non-resident license and they'd have told me what i know now is we can't issue the issue you that here right now you've got to do it this way and well that would have cut into my next morning and I just can't afford something like that to happen. So urge everybody out there to really look into the, the regulations and rules. It's convenient to do that online and get it all taken care of. Or if you have some friends, a ton of places and you can bounce some questions off them with, with certain things like that, that helps. Um, yeah, man, just having everything, trying to get your ducks in a row so that you can be precise with your timing and, and try to stay on somewhat of a schedule and not get, not get held up because I don't have the luxury of getting held up. Yeah. It seems like your first hunt too, you kind of get the, uh, 
<clears throat> you get the jitters out, I guess, or you work out all the, uh, you know, the cobwebs from last year. You kind of get out there doing what you said you do is getting your vest on and going for a hike. I mean, that's a good idea because, you know, you can kind of get out there and say, oh, well, I don't have this or don't have that. You know, where is it? So you can make a checklist of what you're missing and go back home and find what you, you know, what you were looking for. Stick it in there and you're ready to go. So, yeah, that's anything you can do to prepare like that. I highly recommend that. Yeah, I'm sure some squirrel sitting on the branch watching me do all this little knickknack setup type stuff, thinking, "What's this? What's this weirdo doing?" So yeah, I just tried to run through and and practice some certain things and got the gun back out the other day and just shot it trying to get pretty comfortable with with the new uh gun i got going into this spring and making sure it's uh shooting like it's supposed to and again can't afford uh too many misses when you're out on the road either so having all the ready to roll I know we're going to be busy with turkey hunting, but um, we'll still try to do these podcasts every week if uh, if possible and keep it rolling right yeah. on through the season. We might, might not be at home doing them, but we'll be on the road and we can catch them uh, remotely. So. Yeah, we're going to try to keep them rolling every week, bring, bring a new guest each week and not just have us on here talking and keep that, keep that ball rolling. And then... Uh, got stuff our, our our turkey calls and apparel able to be purchased and we appreciate again all the feedback people have given us on those and look forward to seeing uh some folks out using them this turkey season yeah we're we're stocked up on all that before we take off hunting so if anybody wants to get their orders in right now it'd be a good time to do it and uh, we'll get them shipped out to you and uh, we, we'll still ship them even during season but just uh Put your orders in, and we'll get them to you as quick as we can. Yes, sir. And then, uh, Billy, it'd be good luck to you as you roll out and head on down to Florida and get the season kicked off for us, man. Yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, it won't be much longer. We'll be together, and we can uh, hit Tennessee and get get that state knocked off your checklist. So, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be a nice one to get off my back. So, all right, man, we'll put a – We'll put a closing on this one and get ready for the next one and everything else we got coming ahead of us. Yeah, we got a lot coming up, so I'm ready for it. Yep, sounds good, man. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Turkey Hunting USA podcast. We'd appreciate it if you could leave a rating and write a review. Be sure to subscribe to the Turkey Hunting USA podcast and website and like us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up to date on news and product releases. 